0: How is it going, everyone? This is Aiden with the Dweller Archives, and this is the second episode of the Articles. We are still trying to fine-tune exactly how we're going to be doing these episodes. They are going to be once a week, and they are going to be coming out on Wednesdays. Since we're still trying to fine-tune and figure out exactly how we're going to handle these, we decided that we're going to drop the Dragon Con episodes today on the second episode of the Articles. But I do want to let you know... The equipment that we used was really good equipment. However, it's made for DSLR cameras to record. However, we attach it to our phones to limit the amount of gear we have to lug around DragonCon. Unfortunately, that caused in the rendering process the audio to be a little iffy. We're gonna go ahead and drop all these interviews in this episode. However, we're gonna be re-interviewing and bringing these guests on for other episodes of the Dweller Archives. So go ahead, sit back, and enjoy this episode of the Articles. All right, so we are the Pillar Archives. My name is Aiden. Today I'm with
1: Oh, I just took the mic off. Okay, oh, good. This now, is a great start to the interview. You're fine. We're fine. I'm,
0: I'm Jeff Burns. <laughs> hey everybody, it's so. the most unprep professional interview ever. <laughs> no, you're good. All right. So uh, you said you listened to our, our show, so you kinda know what how unhinged we can be
1: and I did. I and, listened to your last episode, yeah, it was really fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So
0: kinda doing some, you know, research on you and everything like that. I kinda saw that you're you know, really into sci fi writing.
1: Kinda what what
0: got you involved in that?
1: Um, well, so I've, I mean, I've always been a big sci-fi fantasy fan ever since I was a kid. You know, that, that's the kind of the books I read, all fantasy sci-fi. Um, in terms of my writing, my, well, so I actually, I started as a filmmaker. Yeah. So that's, uh, so I was writing uh, short films and I did a, a web series called Super Knocked Up, which yeah. is a, a superhero comedy about a villain who gets knocked up by uh, her hero nemesis. Yeah. Um, so my, it was screenwriting first. And then the last three years I've been focusing more on novel and short story. Oh, yeah. Writing.
0: Yeah. So we, uh, we kind of saw that uh, you have a pen name, Riley Rose.
1: Yes. That's for my erotica, right? Riley Rose erotica.
0: So what, what kind of got you into nerdy erotica? Uh,
1: so honestly, and it was kind of uh, COVID actually. Uh, COVID? Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible way to get into it. But uh, I, my, that really affected my day job, which was tutoring. High school kids because all the schools were closed oh wow that's a sh- uh, huge shift yeah so um and I, ne- I needed a way to survive and make money right so oh, I, f- yeah. I figured like well I know I think erotica will sell the fastest I needed a way to make money right. um and but I, I would try to say well let me put my own geeky comedic spin on it because all my like writing is very kind of quirky comedic yeah um so so I still I like, enjoy it right because I'm still doing sci-fi fantasy and action adventure um but uh but yeah no I like I like doing it and it's wound up you know, being pretty good in terms of money-wise, and okay. I do other kind of writing, non-erotica writing, but that is, that's, it's a good part of my income, so.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. we, I was actually looking right. at some of the, uh, the cover art. Some of it's, like, like, absolutely amazing. I thought they were just phenomenal jobs. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, do, like, do you do any of that, or do you have kind of outsourced for? Yeah, no, I'm,
1: I, I'm terrible, uh, with all that kind of art stuff, so, um, yeah, I just, we have cover designers, uh, you know, and I kind of, I search, for like s- different stock images and stuff and okay. to send them and then they do put the whole design together all right uh, but yeah no they do thank you for saying that they, i think they do a great job yeah they do they did a very good job with those uh
0: and then i also saw i mean we'll, we talked about in our podcast before is cryptid erotica have you ever heard of that before
1: i heard you guys you're talking about cryptid on your show and then and actually you know what funny i asked my roommate i was like oh what's exactly a cryptid and he had told me so i have not i have not read any cryptid erotica oh, okay. is it is it a big thing apparently
0: it is we were kind of just joking about it one day we're like all right so uh this is a thing because we're researching bigfoot and then we found out that there's an entire fandom that writes bigfoot erotica
1: Oh, and, i can believe it
0: yeah and so one of the questions that we promised emily we would ask is well, is <laughs> that something you'd ever consider writing like bigfoot erotica or cryptid erotica
1: sure uh yeah. i mean listen i i have a whole um what i call a consentical series which is consensual tentacle section. oh my god so that's a tentacle creature so i mean listen if i do that why why wouldn't I, I not do a cryptid right yeah that like it's uh, a cryptid it's in its own if you think basically about it. Yeah, yeah it is and I, I know like dragon erotica is actually very popular too so oh yeah so,
0: yeah, that definitely so there's, there's
1: actually a lot of that yeah. i feel like sometimes almost like sometimes i'm like oh, i don't know am i actually going to write tentacle like can i do this but like that sells the best, actually. Yeah, so I, I feel like the more that. I push it, the better it sells.
0: Yeah, no, I have, I have a story about a friend. I'm not going to go into it, but <laughs> we caught him with some weird stuff before. Uh, so on top of that, I did do research and see that you're a big Star Wars fanatic. You're very
1: professional for doing research, by the way. Yeah,
0: I'm always going to do research. I'm unlike him. He's very like, let's just talk about it. Uh, but so for Star Wars, how are you liking the direction of the IP right now?
1: Um, I'm kind of. I don't know, so-so, eh, it depends on what, like, the, move, the movies. I was like, like, how about the new
0: trilogy? How you...
1: I'm not, not a big fan of the new trilogy, I'll be honest with that... you, I never, I've never even brought myself to watch episode nine, I just, don't. after seven and eight, I was just like, oh, I can't.
0: I mean, unless you want to be depressed, <laughs> like, if you really feel like the express express yeah. train, so. Yeah, uh... but you know, I don't
1: know, you know, some people love it, that's great, it's not really my thing. Uh, the Mandalorian, though, like, the TV shows, The yeah. Mandalorian, I love, that's great, um, you know, uh, Boba Fett was okay, it was decent i didn't uh, like the
0: whole uh biker gang part yeah, yeah I was, well i was
1: like the one of the problems is i feel like it was the is the slowest biker gang i know they're in like in the opeds, and i was like we could have done a little bit better it's so weird because robert rodriguez directed that one yeah. i'm like dude you're like the action aficionado yeah, try like a little bit harder <laughs> like, we've seen what you could do so yeah i mean i, I haven't seen a yet but uh i want to check that out yeah so I, I think the tv series are going pretty well yeah not so much the movies. <laughs> I I agree with that. And but I, that, that, I mean, listen, I'm, the original trilogy will always be my favorite. So that yes. doesn't take away from that at all.
0: Yeah, that is literally the original trilogy where I remember just being at my grandparents' house. There was a when I was younger, he would, my grandpa would take us to like a Star Wars convention. Yeah, he would dress me up like as an Ewok, and so I was like, Oh the, my God,
1: I love the Ewok. Yeah, no. that's my favorite. Like some people, so you know about
0: the Ewok like adventure movies. And yes, like. when I was a kid, you I was saw. You're literally the first person I've ever met that talk talked they know about the Ewok adventure movies. Those are, I all oh, right, I love those movies.
1: Oh, yeah. I love the Ewok. Wicked, like I had this yeah. Wicked
0: plush, which I wish I still had as a kid, like it was my favorite. Oh, animal. I one of those. I actually had the Wicked plush too. Nice. Uh, but on top of that, did you ever play any of the games?
1: The Star Wars games? Yeah,
0: Star Wars, like, so Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight Yeah, the... well,
1: so I think one of the best RPGs ever is actually Star Wars, the Old, um, old Republic. Yeah, the Old Republic. I'm confusing it with the Old Republic. And there's uh, Knights nice Old Republic. M- old MMO Republic. right now, yeah. yeah.
0: Which I played that. that Knights of the Old Republic, sorry. Knights of the
1: Old Republic. Yeah, by Bioware. I love that game. Do
0: you know who Kyle Katarn is by any chance?
1: Sounds really familiar.
0: Oh, man. That's my favorite Star Wars. Who's your favorite Star Wars character?
1: Uh, Luke. Luke Luke Skywalker, actually. Uh, See, mine, so... From the books, Mara Jade. All right.
0: uh, I understand that. That's good. But if you play Jedi Knight and Jedi Knight 2, this character that I feel like they should have made the movies about, like even the new movies, his name is Kyle Katarn. Is he the lead? Uh, he's not really, the. he's kind of, the, so you make a character in Jedi Knight, yeah. but he's kind of like teaching you. Uh, okay. And his master uh. was Luke, in a way, where he was dark side, but Luke turned into light side. Oh, okay. So he's kind of like best of both worlds, like even though gray Jedis aren't really canon, but he's like right, the right. ultimate like, gray, gray Jedi. Jedi okay. So he's kind of like, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> let's let's see what happens. So yeah, honestly, if they would have just made the movies about Kyle Katarn, I guarantee it would have been significantly better.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I actually wish they did some of like just the book stories or, yeah. it would have been, yeah, or the video games have been way better than what they decided to do. So you um, you do super geeked up. I do. All
0: right. Talk about that for a second.
1: Yeah, so super geeked up. It's a uh, it's a geeky chat slash improv comedy show. So um, we talk just various geeky topics. But also, if you've ever seen Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. We do like a lot of games that you would see on there, but we put a geeky spin on it. Um, and yeah, we do it live every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern uh, on the Super Geeked Up YouTube channel. But we also do it here live at cons, like Dragon Con. We've done it every year. Uh, we're doing it tomorrow here at Dragon Con, um, which is great because we get audience members to come on stage and, and play the games with us. Um, and then we actually have done two offshoot here. We did last night, part of Super Geeked Up, we do a segment called Sinful Sci-Fi, yeah. which is like a improv erotica, oh, okay. um, which is great. We did that last night, and we actually we had like. We had the whole ballroom pack, which was awesome to see. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and then we do a game called One True Pairing, where we have the audience write down fictional characters, and we randomly draw them out, and we have to argue why they're good romantic pairings. Oh,
0: okay. So we're doing
1: that uh, today, actually. Who do you party. think would be like the most nerdiest romantic pairings from? All right,
0: so if you can pair someone from the Marvel universe and the DC universe,
1: Marvel and DC, combine them, what would be the best romantic pairing? Uh, all right, I want to do. First thing that going to my mind is Jubilee. From Marvel because I love Jubilee from the okay. X Men. Uh, let's see from DC now. Who would you pair? With? Uh, I'll pair her with Batman because he's so depressed. I think she will <laughs> lighten him up. He needs some spark And also, yeah, way. she'll she'll make a like light show all the time, and he'll be like, oh, I feel much better now. Yeah, he'll forget yeah. about his parents. His I parents, feel, right? Every so, time he uh, talks about his parents, she'll just yeah. Make just, a light like, show. Hey, just jazz hands, quick distraction. Right.
0: But, uh, yeah, so if you want to plug your YouTube channel and everything like that, go ahead. Oh, thanks.
1: It's YouTube.com supergeekedup. Um, and supergeekedup.com is where you can find all our stuff. Um, and, and we have guests on every week. Like, hopefully, we're going to have these guys yeah, on we'll, in the future. We'll definitely be, that we, be on. Now, uh, and we'll have them play some games. Oh, awesome. awesome. Uh, but, yeah, also, um, I also do uh, I'm part of a, kind of our sister show called Art of the Roll, which is on Twitch or YouTube as Art of the Roll. And we do, um, we do tabletop RPG. Uh, live streams every oh. week. So we just finished actually a Star Wars one using D oh, okay. and D five E rules, and and now we're kind of doing different one shot games. But uh, that's every Thursday at ten thirty Eastern. We do that. Well, as well. Awesome! So, we'll,
0: I'll definitely be checking it out. So that will be um, great. Any other social media you want to plug?
1: Uh, we're pretty much it's super geeked up on Twitter. So I won't I won't call the other name It's Twitter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, I'm Fred X. Yeah. And uh, Facebook, we're super geeked up. Live, basically, super geeked up is where you can pretty much find. All of our stuff. Oh, and if you like geeky Communic erotica, Rose, Um and, and also they're all the books are on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and various other sites like Google Play. Um, yeah, and you can uh, check all that out. Awesome. Well, we're Dweller Archives.
0: This was Jeff Burns, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Thanks, Thanks for bye. having
0: me on.
2: So you write, you draw for the comic books and everything.
3: Yes, absolutely. What is your
2: uh, What is your favorite kind of like draw for?
3: Um. I love, uh, I don't know, like, love, death, horror, like all I kinds all of those. really <laughs> dire things. Um, you know, a lot of times people will want to, like, they want to pigeonhole female creators into, like, oh, you can draw kid stuff. And I was like, no, no, kids should never come look at my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the dark stuff is the it's, best. You know, I just, I love sex and violence. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my thing. <laughs> what, is, uh,
2: what is one that you want to work on that you haven't?
3: oh my god um just maybe the witcher, the witcher that's would that would be so fun for me that's like my shit right now so did it mm-hmm.
2: did you uh did you watch the show or not? Yeah. yeah i just watched season three and it's amazing
3: think? i loved it was I mean, it like
2: depressing at the end because it's over
3: that was the main reason it was i mean like <laughs> the the last half of it was pretty was pretty dark but um my main depression is just like oh my god and with the, the the strike going on i was like it's gonna be like two years before i get more so that was my main thing like, yeah oh. it's so hard to watch it too because
2: like you knew after watching you're like oh yeah because it got like really good at the end mm-hmm.
3: no it did i was like oh it was so amazing
2: so like what are um out of the ones you've drawn for which ones are your probably like top five?
3: Oh my god top five suddenly i've forgotten everything i've ever done um <laughs> Well, I did just do one uh, for, like, um, a Spider-Verse comic for, like, the Marvel um, Pride issue. And that was really cool because you may have. Yeah, I'm selling them at this con, too, um, if you step on my table. But uh, that was really cool. And that meant a lot to me because, you know, as as a a queer woman, I was just like, oh, I'm, you know, excited to be in the Pride issue again. This Mm. is the second time I've done it. And also get to draw, like, Spider-Verse stuff which is really cool so and and on top of that they were introducing the character that i was drawing cooper cohen um as like being like jewish as well and like um my best friend is jewish so i was just like oh Oh, that's cool checking all the boxes so (laughs) i went to uh i went to passover with her family and just was like hi what up i'm doing research so i can draw gay jewish (laughs) spider-man but so that was fun Uh, i also enjoyed um the opportunity to draw the Death Head limited series for Dark Horse that was very like a very Stephen King influenced Ooh, thing. That that was that. my main uh, horror series that I got to do, and uh, so that was exciting for me to like get a horror job. um Honestly, beyond that, I mean, beyond my gigs for Marvel, which I always treasure because they always hand me some character I'm either super excited to draw or somebody that I've been like obsessed with since I was little. Like if I could go back and like whisper in the ear my middle school self. You're gonna get to draw Rogue, like real Rogue, for I would have been like,
2: "No way!" Never but yeah, like,
3: no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. But uh, honestly, my some of my like most my passion projects that I like do on my own are some of my favorites, though. Where um, I uh, and a lot of times they end up being like fan comics and stuff. Like I've done some fan comics for like The Witcher. Like Dark Horse is not hiring me to, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, draw, <laughs> but it's like just fun for me, and uh, you know, I just like put it up on like archive of our own and sell copies and and whatever so that's fun for me Um, yeah I
2: saw some of the witcher ones because we stalked you a little bit you stalked me yeah let's look into this what all she got and the witcher ones are pretty sick looking. okay
3: thank you (laughs) thank you for appreciating my gay witcher books
2: (laughs) I was like you know what I'm gonna follow this page
3: (laughs) so I can stalk her some more I appreciate that
2: (laughs) so as far as like so the only horror one you did was for the dark horse
3: no, that's not those? true at all. I did um, some for, like, uh, Wicked West, which was, like, an image title um, that was, like, an anthology of, like, different stories about, like, the same characters, or I think, it, I don't know. Um, it, it was basically, like, Western horror, so I did oh, Wicked West as well. Um, and I did one, I'm trying to think of them all. Yeah, I've just done a lot of, or, like, I did a bunch for when I was first starting out, trying to get, like, portfolio stuff out there i there was like a, a small indie like press zachary's midnight terrors oh, do you know zachary i've
2: heard of it
3: the, he's like you know like one of those uh horror hosts kind of like elvira but mm. you know there was like a, a zachary's um anthology and i did a couple different years in that so that was fun it was good practice i was still just kind of getting used to it so yeah. but yeah so i've done a lot of horror but like in between horror people would probably you know be like you want to draw Fraggle Rock? And I'm like, I will have fun with this, I think. And like, it, I was really great at it, but I was like, this is probably not my passion. <laughs> like, put me on Dark Crystal. That's yeah. the one. Like, Henson, please put me on Dark <laughs> Crystal instead.
1: So, <laughs> Which like... I did
3: try out for, but that was because the artist um, who was doing it was leaving, but then they, they tempted him back. I I'll guess he's like, I, I heard that he was like a legitimate rocket science. We're well, rocket scientist in the. he was like leaving to do rocket science because it pays better than comics (laughs) (laughs) but they tempted him back somehow so
2: like you can do both yeah and
3: and the dark the dark crystal art is beautiful so even if i didn't get to do it it's it's still an amazing book
2: so like when did you decide you wanted to draw
3: oh golly um a couple different levels to it i mean when i was little i I did the whole i did the very cliche i'm so obsessed with dinosaurs i'm going to be a paleontologist thing right kids love dinosaurs i was just obsessed i loved like you know i would have picture books of like t-rexes just like mauling other dinosaurs and be like, oh, wow <laughs> you know sex <laughs> like some violence like yeah. i say that one more violent but um but then i eventually figured out that i liked drawing the dinosaurs a lot more than anything else and yeah. so that i was like well i'll just be an artist then what a good idea and my parents were bless them very supportive <laughs> somehow for some reason yeah. um but it wasn't until I got to high school that I met um, friends and we started like coming up with like comic book ideas together and uh, so we w- I would just start drawing them you know so I would and, like one of the biggest ones I did was this like um, we are all everyone was really into anime and I really liked um, the series Escaflowne so I was I started drawing this like Escaflowne fan comic and in order to get all my friends who didn't necessarily care to pay attention so i'd have an audience i, I inserted them into the comics yeah. so i'm like you're a character now you're a character now you know so everybody's like, was it like or not? yeah so everybody was like hanging on every update like what
2: happened <laughs> did i die
3: <laughs> have i died yet <laughs> imagine like
2: killing off one of your friends why right. <laughs> why did you do this
3: yeah and from there i just kind of got um introduced to more of like the comics world and uh I was always taking my portfolio to uh, mid ohio con actually and like showing other artists my work and this and that and the other and uh finally i showed my portfolio to somebody and they just said do you want a job and i said yeah actually (laughs) (laughs) so and that ended up being my um gig for tokyo pop which was three graphic novels total. that's actually pretty sick yeah i mean it was like i was still kind of a baby at it but it was like paid training for me because once you've drawn like you know like 600 pages of comics, just yeah. just whipping them out. You are getting pretty good after that. Yeah, so.
2: <laughs> yeah we're talking about doing like mm-hmm. a, a graphic novel for like the podcast, and it's all just gonna be like comedy style. Mm-hmm. It's like, have you ever heard of a there's a graphic novel called like I Hate Fairyland? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be something like that.
3: That sounds fun. My uh,
2: my buddy got me onto that one. I was like, no way, I'll like this. And I was like, I'm addicted to this novel.
3: <laughs> well, with the name Fairyland, it it sounds kind of just like this. Sounds a little foofy, but yeah and you're,
2: you I love to be pleasantly surprised.
3: Dark. I love to be pleasantly surprised or like uh back to anime again like the um there's like magical girl anime called like um Madoka Magica or whatever and like you watch like the intro and it's very just like cutesy magical girl that show is dark as hell. Uh, is it really? It is so dark and violent and I'm like <gasps> cuz it kind of like takes all the tropes and like turns them on their head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got these like twee little girls who just like, you know, cursed and dying left <laughs> and you're just like oh my god this isn't what i expected it was not but it's really good i really enjoyed it
2: so yeah i'll have to uh, i'm gonna send this to our third co-host because mm-hmm. she's like a huge anime fan She mm-hmm. was gonna come today but she's sick mm-hmm. so i'm gonna be like you need to watch this
3: yeah or um should i just keep talking
2: i'm down for whatever okay <laughs> um
3: I, I i hesitate to bring it up because it's a bit defunct right now but i was working on a, um, a visual novel For a while, that was, like, horror-based. I was, like, my elevator pitch was just, like, eyes wide shut meets Mm -hmm. Lovecraft-type thing. So, And I was really having fun with that. But, like, our our sort of creative team fell apart a little bit. So, will we get back together? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But we did a lot of great work for it, and I was really proud of that one. We were, like, featuring it um, on, like, uh, we had our demo playing it. DragonCon last year, but... Oh, did you really? Yeah. And so, it's... I don't know if it's still online or not. I was not in charge of that part, but anyway.
2: So, other than Dragon Con and the other con you mentioned, what how many other cons like do you do? Um,
3: I probably, you know, I don't I try not to do more than like 5 cons a year because I just get it, it gets exhausting and I'm I'm just a game troll. I want to stay in and like draw. Like I'm a high functioning introvert. So, I like to go out and be bubbly and sell stuff and oh my god, talk and about art, like make connections and then you're just like my energy for the next 3 months is gone. <laughs> 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 I used it all. It's about how my wife is. Like, we'll come to this,
2: and then she's like, all right, yeah, we're not going anywhere for like the rest of the year.
3: No, yeah, all my close friends know they know not to approach me for like a week after I come back <laughs> from a condo. Like, you want to hang out? I'll be like, no. No, sorry. <laughs> you could like bring food over and slide it under the door. But like, slide
2: me again. notes. Don't even text me. Yeah. I want old fashioned <laughs> handwritten letters.
3: Sealed with wax.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, are you, um, other than those and your own stuff on the side, do you like how does that work? Like do you contract out or do they like give you the job?
3: Um, it's mostly yeah, contracted. I'm not like beholden to any any publisher or anything. I'm just a contractor. Um I actually don't really draw comics full time anymore because like the deadlines started to affect my health really negatively, and I was just like, oh man, I'm doing my dream job, but I don't feel successful. I feel like shit. Yeah, it's gotta be very stressful. So yeah, I was one of those things where you're like, I'm just pounding energy drinks to stay up and finish things, and it's just no days off, you know, stressed all the time, and you know, got to the point like my immune system was doing so poorly that if I went to any con, I would get any crud going around. you know, like signing up for con meant you are going to be sick for like a month afterwards. Mm. So I was like, you know what, this is not working. So I stopped doing it full time. But, you know, Marvel will just toss me like short stories and like anthology gigs like some That's not bad. And for full time, what I do is I letter manga now.
2: What uh, what mangas do
3: you do? Um, I'm currently, uh, when I get home from Dragon Con, I'm going to start the very last volume of Alice in Borderland. I don't know if you know that one. No, but I want to now because it sounds it's, cool. It's a death game manga. So definitely gonna read that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a netflix show as well it's not yeah. anime it's live action but because i started lettering it and i was kind of like okay this is actually fascinating i went and I watched the show and i was like this show's good actually i'm really <laughs> i'm really kind of into it so like me and my best friend watch it we're like we're invested now so whenever i'm like lettering the manga i'm like this is what's happening right now and this is what's different from the show you know yeah. <laughs> so that's what i'm doing um or i did like i did like the mermaid saga by Rumiko takahashi i did pokemon um, of all the comics I've done, that was the biggest nightmare to work on. Was it really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> um, because, well, like, they're just very strict about how it's, with, with the property itself, um, and so, like, they, they basically slapped, like, a style guide that's, like, you know, 30 page, or 30, 40 page PDF of just, like, what you can and can't do, and I'm like, oh. yeah,
2: that sounds awful. you know,
3: and also just massive amounts of, like, sound effects, and like, you know, Pikachu. I love him, but he does not need to say Pika P every two seconds because I'm just like, here's yet another word <laughs> balloon that doesn't need to be here. Yeah. It's words, right? yeah that would get old. <laughs> where it's just like, oh my God, Pikachu, you're not actually saying anything. <laughs> but um
2: that was uh that was one of my favorite things about like the movie they made where Ryan Reynolds played as I love that one. Talking.
3: I loved that one, yeah. Where it was like, yeah, you know, instead of just like uh I know Pikachu is like the one Pokemon that like says its name and all the other Pokemon just, you know, electronic screams of the damned, basically. (laughs) But I mean, I do love Pokemon, so I'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm going to work on Pokemon until I can't anymore. And then I'm going to go outside and play Pokemon Go. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's actually the funny thing about that is that's actually how my other two co-hosts actually met, was their Pokemon Go. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) And they told me, I was like, no
3: way. No, I've seen it happen. There was, like, uh, at least one person that I met played Pokemon Go, and I was like, I should have got their number. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, but <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I could have. I could have done that,
2: but. But I think that's pretty much it for today. All right. But I'm definitely swinging by your booth. Oh, please do. And I'll probably ask you for those things, because right now I can't note it on my phone because it's recording. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> but I'm that's definitely fine. getting those names, because I'm definitely going
3: to check Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm booth 407. So we should be able to, to find me. Definitely find you. I mean, um. Sort of tradition for me to accidentally like destroy my own like numbered sign that's on the floor like every year during setup because oh, really? they, they tape them on the floor that's like label stickers and I always somehow drag my foot over it <laughs> and it's just it's gone. I'm dog. like, I just just and I'm like, well, that piece of tape has been utterly destroyed so but like there will be numbers around.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> I literally do that every single year and I'm like, there goes. It's tradition now.
2: <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's uh, that's it for this. We'll definitely come to you in a little bit, though. All right. Cool. <laughs> Good to meet you. You too. <laughs> Everybody, it's the Dweller Archives. I'm actually introducing ourselves this time because I forgot last time. I'm Father Colton, and I'm here with our special guest. Eranga Devasarandra. He is, I'm very upset with him because he sold his spawn
4: piece, and I really wanted it. Sorry, you should have, you should have exercised your, your privilege as press to, like, I, reserve I it have. or something. <laughs> I should have. Yeah.
2: So a few things. So we stalked you a little bit. Not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Mm-hmm. This is not a joke. I promise. Mm-hmm. It's a legit interview. I'm still. I'm still on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at one. You did the variant cover for a new comic. Uh huh. I can't. I, I can't remember. That oh, name
4: that's right. Uh, the one that I shared like a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, that was um canceled to... Yeah, Um, so what can you tell us about that? So, canceled 2, uh, it's actually the first first published cover I ever did was for David Byrne, who's the writer and creator of Canceled. And uh, what can I say about it? It's about a, how do I not give this away? It's about a disgraced children's show host um, who has an accident that converts him into a killer clown who transmits his essence through the airwaves what I'm sold. Yeah, and like what he does is he takes he takes it's called canceled because he was disgraced. yeah his, I won't I won't ruin why. But um so what he does is he uh goes through the airwaves, through TVs, iPads, and as technology changes, you know, suddenly he's coming out through iPhones and oh, blah blah blah. Yeah, and what he does is he hypnotizes kids into killing their parents. Oh. Uh. And it's like a sinister spin, right? Right, right, right. And that was the first. Uh, that was the first volume, and Cancel two, which is coming out right now, is uh, him influencing a copycat. That's all I can say. I think well, that's if beyond that. David will kill me.
2: I'm gonna have to go home and ask my children if they're talking to the devices now. Thank there you go. Yep. 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 Sinister already scarred me a little bit. <laughs> so, other than that one, uh-huh. there, what other works do you have you worked on?
4: Um... So I've done I've done some cover work for Dynamite for Red Sonia, um, Scout Comics Black Caravan, which is where canceled uh, comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest thing I've done so far, um, which I've, maybe where most people know me from, is it was the 25th anniversary of 300 Frank Miller's 300, mm-hmm. and they selected uh, a section of artists to do new covers for 300, and this was the first time. Frank's ever allowed anyone other than himself to draw these characters in print. Yeah. So I somehow kind of wiggled my way onto that list. And I had I had one of those covers, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I still I mean, I say it out loud and I still can't kind of believe it because I got to meet Frank and, you know, do that kind of stuff. And I've loved his work forever. Right. Sin City, all of that stuff. Um, Yeah. So that would be the biggest thing probably I've done to this point. Uh, I do a lot of like independent. Uh, I work with a lot of independent authors. There's a book coming out. A six. It's actually a shared universe. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna plug it. Can I plug it? You here? can plug anything okay, you want. Okay, all right. These guys would probably appreciate it. Uh, it's a uh, six different titles. It's a shared horror universe. Oh, we are fans of horror. There you go. And the book is called uh. The, well, the shared universe is called Hospice. Mm-hmm. So it's based on an end of life facility, a uh, care facility, mm-hmm. and uh, each individual title is a one and done title. The only commonality they have is that it all takes place at this hospice. And I did six connecting covers for the six individual titles with their with their characters. And I think those Kickstarters, uh, September, I'm sorry, I don't know the date, but no, I you're will, good. I'll, I'll hit you guys back up with it. So that's coming out in a couple weeks, I think. That actually sounds awesome. I actually, I actually went ahead and read every one of those books because when I when I when I work on a cover. Hmm um particularly when I'm working on creator-owned stuff and it's not you know I'm not familiar with it I I like to read the book and then figure out what 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 kind of what the essence of the character is and what I can kind of show on the cover so I read all six of these titles yeah and uh they're dope you guys should check it out I definitely will Yeah. yeah we both probably will honestly yeah
2: so other than like the how did you get into doing this as your profession
4: yeah. So it's a, it's a really bizarre story. And like a lot of kind of these stories, they circle around the pandemic mm-hmm. and lockdowns. Um, I've been drawing since I was a kid. Uh, loved it. I grew up overseas. So um, um, I'm originally from Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. My family left Sri Lanka when I was five years old. Uh, we moved to Dubai. And so I kind of I grew up in Dubai. I lived in Dubai till I was 18. And then I moved to the US to go to college and kind of stuck around yeah so I was always a comic book kid like since I was like young but there was no avenue for that growing up overseas yeah I mean I barely knew like three other comic book readers if you (laughs) would right so uh anyway um I have a whole other career and a whole other life doing you know before this which I still this is still a part-time gig for me but um Anyway, pandemic hits and I was like, OK, let me go ahead and put some of my, I'm going to create an Instagram account. I got a lot of time. I'm going to just like start drawing and putting stuff on there. And eventually um, someone reached out and asked me for a commission. And uh, so I did the commission. They shared it online. A couple more people reached out the commissions for them. They shared and it was like a snowball effect from there. Um, and eventually uh, my guy David Byrne, um, mm-hmm. he reached out and he said, Hey, I got this book called Cancelled, I'd love for you to do a variant cover and that was the first thing I did. And then from there it that exposure led to more work and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I have an art rep for C comics and so they helped kind of organize my time and my days and yeah. That's pretty sick. It's a yeah. weird it's I mean, just kind of saying it out loud sounds weird. Like growing yeah. up overseas, like None of this was a possibility, right? Yeah. I mean, shoot, up until two years ago, this wasn't a possibility. So I'm still kind of enjoying the ride. That's
2: honestly that's one thing because we even told you a few minutes ago, like this something we're running into pretty often now. Right. A lot of people we're talking to saying like a lot of these venues that they've gone down or avenues, however you want to say it. Yeah. They didn't choose it until basically COVID happened. Yeah. And then the lockdowns, and everything. They're basically like, well, I got to make money. So, right. which is funny because the guy that told us he was a teacher before you did that. Yeah, so it made it funnier to us.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it's I, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't want to phrase it. It was there, there was some terrible things to come out of it. Mm. But if you can kind of paint a silver lining, there was there. There are a bunch of people that decided to use that time a lot of to them um, to pursue like a passion. And it kind of worked out for me that way. Uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of people is basically like, well,
2: I'm not really going anywhere anyways because I, I can't work right. so I might as well go after my dream and yeah. see if it works out
4: yeah because what's the worst that can happen I'm just come back where I'm at 100% man that's exactly it I mean I'm you know I work from home in my other career as well so it's uh um really wasn't like a giant sacrifice like it was more a why not yeah yeah like I got nothing to lose I never, I didn't see any of this there's no way anyone could have predicted like you know where to, to get to where I am right now which is I'm not necessarily like you know, out there, but I've had like twenty something published covers over the last two years, which is one was a was not even a dream. Yeah. So it's it's I'm I'm really grateful for um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, twenty is a lot more than us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that's a lot. Yeah,
4: (laughs) yeah. Again, it just uh, it's insane just saying it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. What is your uh, what's
2: your job other than this? Like, what do you? I'm an engineer. I'm an oh engineer,
4: man. yeah. You're one of smart people, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are there are those of us that had 2.5 gpa's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you still did do it. <laughs> Doesn't matter how you did it. Right, right. Uh, I'm a mechanical engineer in my <laughs> Yeah.
2: How many? Uh, as
4: far as cons go, like how many cons do you try to go to a year? Um, it's so a lot of it is. This is the first con I'm doing solo without mm-hmm. my art reps. Uh, and four like like I mentioned, four C comics, and they rep guys like. Mike DiCarlo, Jim Shooter, um, a couple of Bill Morrison, mm-hmm. Simpsons, Futurama. Um, and so I get to write their coattails. And so when they're exhibiting, like I get a table with them. That's pretty uh, awesome. It is. It is. It's like, again, like I said, I'm a lottery winner, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I just stumbled backwards into a pot of gold. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, however you get there. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. So anyway, so they set it up and uh, because of that, I don't have to like do the whole application process, mm. et cetera. So I've been to uh, Heroes this year, Terrificon, um, Dragon Con, and the rest is like, I mix it up as an attendee, blah, blah, blah. I did Como earlier this year, A like Como. Mm. Yeah.
2: That's not too bad. No. Um, is there a, time. is there like a
4: certain style that you like to draw the most? Um, So... I'm a 90s kid right like that's mm. when like i was that was when i was like 14 15 so all the, the rad all the rad stuff that was coming out you know Tom of and jim lee yeah you know all of that stuff so um when i do more traditional work uh that's what i gravitate towards um just as far as what i enjoy but a lot of my cover work is a uh, very like design heavy negative space usage that kind of mm. thing but when i'm doing commissions or drawing for fun etc um i'm a lot more into like heavy detail and interesting perspectives and stuff like that. that's what i really enjoy doing yeah. not that i don't enjoy the cover work i love the cover work yeah you make money from the cover work please keep giving me work <laughs> uh but uh no when i'm like having fun and you know that's 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 what a certain section of people who commission me know me for yeah is that style but the cover style is something different
2: yeah that's still pretty sick though thank you <laughs> So um, if there was anything you could work on, though, what mm-hmm. would be the main thing you would like your dream piece? What would it be Uh
4: dream piece? or like a, 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 a working on a like title, character like a comic title. And anything yeah, like man. That. So I'm 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 an X-Men junkie, right? I grew up in the 90s. Um, yeah, be. the 90s. Like, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that would probably be the summit. That would be the Everest. Uh, but if I'm going to be honest with you, um, I just did a cover for Frank Miller, mm-hmm. and so whining about like trying to figure out like what my next thing is gonna be and my next thing. I'm trying to like take it easy and not set goals. Yeah. Uh, because at this point, I have a cake, it's got icing on it, and I would be complaining about not enough icing on my cake. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, So uh, I try not to think about it in those terms, but yeah, doing the X Men would just be i right. mean the icing is the best part of the cake right so. <laughs> not <laughs> enough icing on this cake yeah that's what i would that's be whi- the only part I that's what it. i would be whining about <laughs> if that was the case but, it'd
2: still be pretty nice i mean still you just went from just being an engineer to doing basically like your dream job plus that yeah like this the whole transition in itself yeah
4: man crazy. it's it, it's crazy the fact that you know like i said i've always drawn i love doing it it was always a hobby um my meeting notes when I was in my other job would be like two lines and then just like doodles yeah of stuff, <laughs> and so uh this kind of dovetailed perfectly into what I enjoy, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's still pretty nice, like yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. Uh, my schedule is usually i work my i I'm up at like six mm-hmm. so by seven o'clock, I'm starting my day job <laughs> by the time five rolls around i that aside I moved to my drawing table and I start drawing um, so far so good man
2: now when you're drawing like, how how long do you like set a certain time like say I have, I'm only gonna draw from this time to this time to I try to
4: I try to because my wife has infinite patience but there <laughs> are the times same. yeah there <laughs> are times when she's like hey can we do something else yeah <laughs> yeah so mm-hmm. I try to I tr- you know be cognizant of that um usually it's so five o'clock I wrap up my other job, uh, I'll start doing layouts or whatever I have. I'll, I'll usually have like five or six pieces going at a, at mm. a, at a time. Um, then we get together, we'll cook, we'll do blah, blah, blah. We'll have dinner. And then uh, when we're doing couch time and watching TV, I have a lap board so I can sit on the couch and uh, multitask and multitask. Man. I, can <laughs> watch, I can listen to it as yeah. long as it's not something that has subtitles. So we just put subtitled stuff, anything that has any kind of uh, yeah. Foreign language flick or whatever. Yeah. Game of Thrones. They're speaking Dothraki. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Difficult. So that's tough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it hasn't affected my life. Uh, I've consciously made it like it can't. Um, I've stopped working out like I used to. You know, oh, yeah. There's a little pudge. Going on mine's here. just I can't stop eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: There's a lot of pudge. <laughs> yeah but it's speaking it's of great Game right? of Thrones though oh, uh-huh. I'm gonna tag a podcast we just found out about, so I don't remember what the name of it is, well, yeah, it's called Royal Highness, but apparently they watch Game of Thrones High. and then they talk about it they've never seen it okay (laughs) they talk about it after it okay every episode they get high to watch it yeah and then they talk about it okay (laughs) i haven't listened to it yet but i'm very excited yeah it sounds intriguing (laughs) like it sounds hilarious yeah no joke no joke right up there with uh with bigfoot erotica yeah that was yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) 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 we did one it was uh horny aliens. That was our biggest episode. Yeah. And like, it actually started a debate that was if you had sex with an alien,
4: uh-huh, would it be cheating? No. Boom. <laughs> it's
2: it not apparently
4: even like, I mean it's not even area codes at that point. It's see? Like galactic codes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it became apparently we get a lot of messages. It became a household debate. <laughs>
4: I'm gonna put me in
2: the no camp. It is not cheating. See, and right now I'm winning. But I think that's pretty much it for today. Um, right on, man. I'm definitely swinging by your booth, even though the pace I wanted is gone. I'm going to cry in front of you to make it awkward. It's going to be great. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I really appreciate you guys kind of taking the time and inviting me to be Oh,
4: of be course. Honest. If there's anything you want to plug in, you go ahead. No, I think I've, I think I've done it. Like, uh, cancel two uh, Kickstarter live right now. Uh, and uh, Hospice, which will be live in a couple of weeks now is... The only
2: question is that because you said you read the books is it more like a graphic novel or is it like an actual six individual
4: floppy like individual issues i think they're like 20 22 page stories okay i may be wrong on that they might be a little bit uh larger but it's six individual books and the the cover set that i did um all six of them connect together to form a larger cover that's awesome
2: yeah yeah it's pretty I might fun. buy all six and just get a frame made and you, put them all in it you should you totally and should. Gonna send it to you and be like look what i did <laughs> i would like a picture <laughs> of it please yeah but again thanks for coming on and I'll my pleasure probably... see you here in a few hours <laughs> my pleasure thanks again guys i appreciate it